We're so thankful that you're here and you joined us at the gathering. Give a, give a little clap of praise that we have air conditioning in here, right? This is... I had the bright idea of having a high school costume party last night, and it was like 90 degrees in a Batman suit, so I don't recommend that. So maybe we can ask for Halloween to get a little bit cooler. Um, I appreciate you guys joining us during the Astros game. Yeah, see, that, that, some people got that. <laughs> um, but no, we're seriously so thankful that you've joined us here tonight. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun. There's going to be a lot of table talks, so I encourage you to be at a table with at least a few people so you can bounce some ideas and get to know your brothers and sisters around you. So if you've been joining us on a reoccurring basis, we're going through Psalm 89, and we're breaking it down. And isn't it amazing how many different images and themes that we can get just from this one psalm? that we can come week after week and break down two or three the four verses at a time and see all these amazing things that are just packed into this one psalm. Truly amazing. Last week we had a special treat. Uh, I was going to try to do my Spanish up here and confuse you guys for the one next door, but then I remembered I don't have any. So uh, Kim gave an amazing message, and she's in the next room teaching, and she talked about this worship idea, and that we're supposed to make this a part of our lives, kind of make it our DNA that there's so much around us that we need to give praise to God for all that he's doing. And she gave this amazing story about this child that was trapped under a car, and they pulled him out. And during all this turmoil, instead of worrying about it, they started to play some music and just praise to God, and he took care of the rest for them. That's the type of thing we need to do. So I was hoping, I know it checked me at the door about my worship, and I needed to get a little more in there. So this next week, I was just pouring in as much as I can. I hope that happened for a few of us. If not, I'm going to challenge you guys, like, really get into worship the next few days. It was a, listening to Jeremy play tonight is truly amazing. Give Jeremy some, a round of applause. So the theme we're going to go with tonight is we're actually going to talk about some promises that God has for us. And we're actually going to start piggybacking off of a message that we did during the second week with Jeffrey Barnett talking about this covenant and promises idea. And what happened then is he gave this brief overview because it started to spell it out. And what we get tonight is a few verses really detailing the promises that God has for us in our lives. And it's a lot of fun to go through and see all those amazing things I mean, we all know about promises. This isn't something new. Everyone can do the, the little pinky promise thing. This is, everyone knows it. It's a part of our, our life. That when you go through school, you'll meet your little friend growing up in elementary school. You be like, you're gonna be my friend forever. And you like pinky promise and you, you spit on your hand, you hug them, you swap blood, you do all sorts of stuff. You make friends, you make a promise that they're never gonna leave your side. And then a couple days later, at lunch, they sit with your arch nemesis, and it's like, boom, I'm done with them. Promise broken. Or the one that I'm notorious for when I was growing up is when you see this cute little adorable animal, and you're like, mom, dad, I promise I'm going to take care of this animal. I'm going to feed it. I'm going to water it. I'm going to walk it. I'm going to take it and, like, prance it around. I'm going to get it a cute little sweater. I'm going to teach it how to shake paws. I'm, I promise I'll do it all, mom. And then if that actually happened... We probably wouldn't have a dog for longer than a week. It'd be out the door or something. We continually break promises because we start throwing them around 
like they're nothing important. We start using promises as words just to gain a little advantage or to just say we really want to invest in something. We use promises like they're nothing anymore. And it's tough. Promises should mean so much more. One of my favorite ones that I do continuously is like, I promise to eat healthier this month. And then I'll think, okay, I promise to eat healthier this week. I'll be like, well, I promise to eat healthier this day. And like two minutes later, I'm grabbing a donut. It's just promises that we continually go through and don't connect with anymore. Promises are just becoming words. So I want to start tonight, before we even jump into Scripture, I want you to get to know your table. We're going to do a little table talk. And it's all about promises. I want you guys to talk about some promises you have made recently or some that stick out to you from your past. So go around, talk about, you guys can bounce a few off if you're someone that just likes to throw them around like they're pieces of paper. It's not a bad thing. Talk about it. Talk about some promises you made. And also, did you keep those promises or did you break them? Nobody's judging about anything. Just get to know the people around you. Talk about some promises. See, promises, promises can be huge. Promises is a big word. And it can either make something or completely break it. Promises have a lot of power behind them. Even we try our best. We're not trying to always break promises. This isn't something we look for like, I'm going to make a promise just so I can break it. I mean, we're dealing with promises in our everyday life, whether it be, say, in our marriage, that when I made a promise to my wife, I promised that I would never hurt her, that I would always be there for her, that I will continuously love her. And I can keep a lot of those promises, but I have been known to not always think correctly, and I'll say something stupid, which is shocking, and then <laughs> I will hurt her feelings. I don't mean to break a promise with my wife, but I do so. The same thing, I can make a promise to my little boy and say, Sawyer, I'm never going to let anything bad happen to you ever. You're going to be fine. You're going to live in a bubble. And then he's going to be walking down the hall like he normally does, and he trips over the air, and he'll hit a table, and he'll hurt himself. And I don't mean to break that promise or make it a lie, but what can I do? I have to be able to be there for him and say things are going to be all right. I don't mean to break these promises. But there is one person that can actually hold true to promises and follow through. And the promises he makes can be so huge and he's going to deliver on them. And that's God. And thank God for that. Billy Graham has an amazing quote. From one end of the Bible to the other, God assures us that he will never go back on his promises. That when God says something, that God's going to do something, when he declares something, when he anoints you, that God's going to do something in your life. That is a promise that you can hold on to. As we continue on our series on Psalm 89, we'll hear more about these God-given promises. So if you guys can, please stand with me. If you're able to stand, open up your Bibles to Psalm 89, that we're going to go through verses 19 and 20. It says, long ago you spoke in a vision to your faithful people. You said, I have raised up a warrior. I have selected him from the common people to be king. 
I have found my servant David. I have anointed him with my holy oil. Let's pray. Lord, I'm so thankful for this time together that we can come to a place and just share communion, enjoy worship together, and just take in your word, Lord. I ask you to break down walls so we can share freely, that we can build each other up, that we can continue to to strengthen each other and guide each other, Lord, as we just look towards you. Thank you for the amazing people that you've selected and, and given us examples for in the Bible. Lord, I ask you to take this time and make it in your own. It's your name we pray. Amen. Everybody go ahead and grab a seat. So we got to start painting a picture of who this David character is that we talked about a few weeks ago. See, David was not known as an important person to his family. He was kind of a second thought. And we see that because it says, I have selected him from a common people to be king. So what they did is, we have to go back to 1 Samuel, and we see that David was a forgotten son, that he was actually out with the animals, just forgotten about, because Samuel came, and he came with his oil to anoint the next king, because God sent him. And Jesse's like, oh, you must be talking about my oldest son, the, the real buff one, the cool one. Like, this is him. And they're like, no, that's not him. And they go down the line, no, no, no. And soon we go to 1 Samuel, Chapter 16, verse 11. Then Samuel asked, are these all the sons you have? There is still the youngest, Jesse replied, but he's out in the fields watching the sheep and goats. And I just kind of imagine this little free spirit kid, down. he was musical, so dancing around, playing some sort of harp instrument, talking to sheep and goats because there's nothing else to do, but enjoying God's presence, right? That's the important thing. So I can just imagine him out there and they're like, Oh, let's call him up and get him anointed to be king. So this is who David was. And as we go down a little bit more, after God decided to select him, in verse 12b, it says, And the Lord said, This is the one, anoint him. So David stood there among his brothers. Samuel took the flask of olive oil he had brought and anointed David with the oil. And this is a huge part. And the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David from that day on. The Lord at that moment anointed David powerfully from that day on. And we're about to jump into some scripture that's gonna list off promises to be with David. And this is important for each and every one of us to hear because I believe that he's speaking to us as well. That he has chosen someone from a common family that's out there with the goats and the sheep, picking up poop, getting their coats off, doing anything that he can do, and yet he is the one that was chosen to be this next glorious king. And he was chosen, and I love the way that God does this. He does it, he picks the people that you least expect, so then you can see them being built up from the ground up and become this mighty weapon that God wants to use. I love how he chose David. But David wouldn't have been able to do this stuff without God on his side. We have to realize that. We're not able to do what we're able to do without God on our side. And in verses 21 through 24, 
we're going to underline some of these promises that was made to David. It says, I will steady him with my hand. With my powerful arm, I will make him strong. His enemies will not defeat him, nor will the wicked overpower him. I will beat down his adversaries before him and destroy those who hate him. My faithfulness and unfailing love will be with him, and by my authority, he will grow in power. Those are that's big stuff right there. That's a wrestling promo on the screen. This is powerful words that God's making a point that he can take someone like this and with his strong arm behind him, with God on his side, David is gonna be able to do anything in God's will. But I wanna make this personal. Like I was saying, this is all about us as well. So for the second table talk, let's make it as personal as we can get. On the board, I have taken out, when Ethan was writing, I took out where he's talking about David. And I want you to go around the table and I want you guys to recite this and I want you to put in your names that I will steady Jim with my hand. With my powerful arm, I will make Ron strong. You go around and do this. Make it personal because these promises aren't just made to David. And we're gonna see who else the promises are made for in just a little bit, but these are made for each and every one of us. This is who's on our side. This is the powerful God that wants to be a part of our lives. He wants to make this personal. He wants these to come true. He wants you to realize who he is. So go around the table, fill this in, talk about it, go through it. And then once that part's done, we'll throw up an extra part because I want you guys to talk about the weakness in our lives. Talk about where you need God's powerful arm to help make you strong. Where do you need God to help battle your enemies and the demons attacking you? We just read, I will steady him with my hand, with my powerful arm I will make him strong. His enemies will not defeat him, nor will the wicked overpower him. These are huge things that we get to talk about. This is God on our side trying to squash all these things. So go around the table, fill in the blanks, make this about you, and then we'll put up on the screen the second part about the weakness. So you guys get a little extra time on this. We won't leave this one on for too long, so just fill in the, the blanks. And keep these promises with you. And hearing these promises. I love hearing that God's strong arm is with David. Because that just shows me that at one time, David was weak. And I'll be the first to raise my hand that I am very weak. But with God, I am able to be strengthened up. Just to see the things that he did with David is amazing. But we have to be able to admit how weak we are first to let God show how strong we can actually be. And if we, if David would have started off, like say how I started off and be like, you know, I'm great, I, I could do this, I could rule all the armies, no problem. I can build myself up. I don't need any more teaching I can move myself up the ladder. I can battle all my own addictions and sins. I can monitor it. I can do all these things. I, I, I don't see any room 
for God to build us up in that moment anymore. I don't see how God can fit in to what we're trying to do and what he wants to do for us. I, I need help a lot. I need choices to be made. I need God to be a part of it. I know there's a lot of us that have to deal with tough things in life, whether we need help restoring our marriage, whether we need help battling addictions, whether we need help in our health. These are things where we need to show our weakness so God can start bringing us up and showing us what we actually have. And the most mind-blowing thing about the scripture we're going through tonight is yes, I've said he's talking about David. Yes, I said it's personal that he's talking to each and every one of us. But how do we get from David over here to us? We're missing one person in the middle that bridges the gap for all these promises being said. That is someone else that came down as flesh, that was raised by a carpenter, that was promised so much, and that's Jesus Christ. Jesus is our bridge from David to where we are now. And to kind of paint the pictures, this is how we get to go back to where we were in the second week with verses three and four. It says, The Lord said, I have made a covenant with David, my chosen servant. I have sworn this oath to him. I will establish your descendants as kings forever. They will sit on your throne from now until eternity. As David was anointed with God's power, a promise was made with David that his descendants would sit on the throne forever. That Jesus was anointed with the Holy Spirit. These promises that are said for David are said for Jesus and are said for us. I want to go through it one more time of how powerful it is. It says, I will steady him with my hand, with my powerful arm, I will make him strong. His enemies will not defeat him, nor the wicked overpower him. I will beat down his adversaries before him and destroy those who hate him, whether it be for David that he has to go up against Saul, whether it has to go up against his son, where there have to be hundreds of thousands of armies coming after him, or Goliath. God's strong arm is going to be with David because he's with them. Whether it be for Jesus that he has to defeat Pilate, that he has to go past Judas, that he has to go through hundreds of people yelling, crucify him, whipping him, spitting on him, those enemies will be taken care of because God is with him. And for us, that we have demons attacking us daily, that we have things trying to come up to try to get us off our course, God is with us. He's promised us that he's going to get us through this. These are the same things that's written for each and every one of us. That's how important we are, that we are in the same line from David and Jesus. We get to be the same throne room. It's amazing to be a part of. In verses 25 through 29, it says, I will extend his rule over the sea, his dominion over the rivers, and he will call out to me, you are my father, my God, and the rock of my salvation. I will make him my firstborn son, the mightiest king on earth. I will love him and be kind to him forever. My covenant with him will never end. I will preserve an heir for him. His throne will be as endless as the days of heaven. A common person in David was able to do so much with God's promises. I have a map 
that want to throw up. It's a huge area there. And yet David was able to conquer all those lands because God is on his side. Just imagine how vast the kingdom is for Jesus. That he can do all those things with how amazing he is. What are we going to do? What does God want for us? What does God promise for us that we need to look for? I got to tell you how excited I am to read the last of that scripture. That my covenant with him will never end. I will preserve an heir for him. His throne will be endless as the days of heaven. We have a promise that we can take to the bank. A promise of an amazing life with Jesus because of what he did for us. By him dying for us, sacrificing himself for us, being on the cross, we now get this chance to enjoy all these promises because of the covenant with God. And that's cool to me. That's an amazing thing we get to be a part of. But I'm not saying this isn't a magic wand type of message. It's been a lot of like, you're going to squash all your enemies from here on out. It's important that we know that this is going to be a two-way street. That God can do so much, but we also have to start moving in the direction of God. We can't just sit back and do sin after sin, bad thing after bad thing, not believing in his promises, just kind of taking it in as it goes, throwing around everything and saying, it's all right, God's, God's gonna take care of it for me. I don't have to put in any effort. I don't have to do anything. We have to continue being like our examples. We have to be Christ-like. We have to believe that God's promises are gonna come to pass, that he's gonna battle, he's gonna fight for us, and he's gonna be with us. We have to believe that. We have to let God in to help us get stronger because we're not able to do any of this without God. And we're gonna do one last short table talk with that. The last question was, where do you want God to come in and fight your battles? But where are you gonna start meeting God? Where are we gonna put the work into? How are you going to help God help you? What are we gonna do to start to change what we need to change to let God in? How are we gonna start letting God in? I'm gonna tell you the first step. The first one is being okay enough to be weak. It's not a bad thing to be weak. We gotta let God in. So you guys got, this one's a real short one. You get two minutes to kind of talk about it. Where are you gonna meet God so he can help battle the bad stuff in your life? The promises given to David, the promises with Jesus, the promises for us, all of God's promises are something we can always count on. We know they're not gonna change. They know they're not gonna blow away in the wind. There's something set in stone because God has destined us for so much. Each and every one of us has something that's gonna do something big for his kingdom. And it's time like this that we need to, to look in the past and see some examples before us of who listened to God's promises. I'm gonna close with Romans chapter four, verse 20 through 25. 
Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. In fact, his faith grew stronger. And in this, he brought glory to God. He was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever he promises. And because of Abraham's faith, God counted him as righteous. We need to be counted as righteous. And when God counted him as righteous, it wasn't just for Abraham's benefit. It was recorded for our benefit too, assuring us that God will also count us as righteous if we believe in him. The one who raised Jesus, our Lord, from the dead. He was handed over to die because of our sins. And he was raised to life to make us right with God so that we can experience these promises. If God's promising something in your life, trust in him. Believe in him. If you're feeling down, Know that God's strong arm is right there, ready to start pushing you through. If you feel like you're being attacked, know that God is going to be behind you, helping you battle. The first step that I started to understand this is when I got myself out of the way and admitted how weak I truly was. The moment that I actually opened the Bible and started setting time aside for God, and saying that, you know what, my ways weren't actually the right way, even though I thought they were, that he actually had so much more for me. Sometimes we just need to sit back and listen to God. We may be so busy that we're, we're missing out on some of the promises that he has for us because we're just trying to be so busy. Just know that when, when God speaks, when God anoints people, that God has something huge in store for us. I know there's so many people here that are gonna go out and change this kingdom. We were away this past Sunday and I went to this other church. I'm not gonna say anything bad about them, but it wasn't Journey. That as I sat there in the seats, it didn't feel like home. Because God has something special going on here. There are people here that want to build each other up. There are people here that are listening to God. There are people here that are anointed, that are ready, that want to help strengthen us up just as God wants to strengthen us up. It's a blessing to be a part of this family. But I encourage you guys for the rest of the week, just as we were supposed to take home this worship from last week, this is the week where we start moving forward, diving deeper into the Bible, talking to people as they come through the doors talking to God as often as we can, listening to what he has to say. We have a powerful God that was able to map out the whole way from David through to us and beyond. The promises are going nowhere. They're not fading away. He is gonna stand true and each and every one of us need to step forward receive those promises, and see the glories that God has for us. Let's pray. Lord, I'm so thankful that you're such an amazing God. You're a powerful God. You're a loving God. You're a caring God. That you have promises to let us know that you're gonna be with us every step of the way. 
that this isn't just us against the world, but instead you're just building us up and strengthening us, Lord, that with you all these things are gonna be possible. I ask you to help us break down what's holding us back. At times we may need to be brought down to our knees to feel weak so you can strengthen us back up and show us what you have in store for us, Lord. If David can go on and rule so far, if Jesus can just change the entire scope of the world, I can't wait to see what you have in store for us, Lord. I thank you for for Jesus. I thank you for David. I, I thank you for Abraham. I thank you for all these people that show that your promises can come to pass, that we can learn from them, that we can celebrate and give joyous noise back to you, Lord. I thank you and ask you to keep your strong arm behind us. Keep pushing us forward as we listen to your promises. It's your name we pray and all God's people said, amen.